As I continue to scout, I continue to find diamonds in the rough. Wide receiver for the University of Arizona. One of those Wildcats, Jacob Cowing. Why is he a Dames Diamond in the rough? And what can he bring to an NFL team? I'm going to tell you this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And typically, you know, my boy Keith Sanchez is with me, Mr. LSU himself. But anytime I do dames, diamonds in the rough, man, it's just me. It's just me and you, family, talking about prospects that I'm scouting that I really think that you guys should know about. So we're going to get into Arizona wide receiver Jacob Cowing to kick off the show. Defensive lineman from the University of Wisconsin, James Thompson Jr. And then Colorado State tight end who just uh, accepted his invite to the Shrine Bowl. Dallin Holker. But before we get into all of that, we got to talk about this sponsor, guys. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Family, wide receiver Jacob Cowan from the University of Arizona. He spent three years 2019, 2020, and 2021 playing for uh, playing for UTEP. And, you know, you're talking about 550 yards, 691 yards, and then his final season um, over at UTEP in 2021, 1,300 yards, seven uh, receiving touchdowns. The guy that plays predominantly in the slot, right? 75% of his snaps come out of the slot, but he does play out wide. They put him in motion. And what I really love about his game, guys, and why for me, again, when I put the tape on, this young man can be an NFL starter, and he can be, to me, a wide receiver three for a team. If you're a team that you're set at the X and the Z wide receiver spot, your tight end is set, but you don't have that slot machine. You don't have that run-after-catch threat. You don't have that guy that can get the yak for your quarterback that can run the option routes, that can run the shake routes, the quick hitters, and different things of that nature to where, hey, you know what? They have really good outs side corners that defense were playing this Sunday, but their nickel corner is suspect. If you don't have a, a guy that you feel comfortable attacking that portion, that player, and attacking that guy in coverage, Jacob Cowan can do that, especially late day two, maybe early day three. You're talking about third, fourth round. You get yourself a stud player, a good player, guys. And this is a young man that's not got he has not gotten a lot of fanfare. I believe he's supposed to, he's supposed to be heading over to, to Mobile next month uh for the senior bowl. But you know, when, when you look at Jacob Cowan, young man that is listed 5'11, 175 pounds. I'm gonna tell you what he reminds me of in terms of NFL-wise. He reminds me of recently drafted wide receiver um, to the Indianapolis Colts, Josh Downs. He reminds me a lot of Josh Downs in terms of just tough, gritty, 
quick twitch, quick footwork, route running, uh, you know, just A plus, you know, or, or you know, yeah, A type of route running, a guy that knows how to get open, when to get open, and where to get open, right? Finds the soft spots and zones, knows how to free himself from coverage. All right. But now without like and it's crazy because when you look at his first year, last year, 2022, um, you know, he's coming off of he was coming off of entering this season, he was coming off of two back to back years, right? 2021 to UTEP, 1300 yards, almost uh 1400 yards receiving. Then last year, you know, for, for the first year with Arizona, um, he caught seven touchdowns, right? Um, 1,034 uh, yards receiving. Now, which is crazy thing about it is it's just the difference in how he's used in this offense compared to what he was using UTEP. UTEP really attacked the feet time to field with him, right? And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that because you just it shows off in the numbers, okay? Uh, you know, 2019 with UTEP. Uh, 17.7 yards per catch. Uh, 2020 with UTEP, 16.9 yards per catch. 2021, that last year with UTEP, 19.7 yards per catch. But it's dropped due to the offense and quarterback play and everything else because even when he cracked 1,000 yards for for the Wildcats, for the Arizona Wildcats, he was only at last year, he was at 12.2 yards per catch. This year, not he did not crack 1,000. Okay, and then he did not hit nine yards. He was at 8.7 yards per catch. Why? Because they use him as truly a quick option. A lot of pre-snap motion into the flats, quick out routes, speed outs, different things of that nature, crossers and drags, shallow stuff. They wanted to get the ball into his hands quickly, okay? And I'm, listen, and I'm all for that. I, I love that. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But when you have a guy that has proven that he can take the top off a of defense, when he's proven that, hey, man, in the slot, or if you go to a three-by-one set and he's three from the sideline, I'm going one, two, three, and he's the one closest to the formation, typically you can get that guy matched up against linebackers. And when you do that, I'm telling you now, guys, he is just... Just too good of a route runner. He's too quick, too explosive, too dynamic. And then he has the speed again to even after the catch, put some guys, right? Like, and let them, like what they say, eat, you know, uh, eat my dust, like they said back in the 90s. Okay, I'm aging myself a little bit. But yeah, like he brings all of that, guys. So um, a, a young man that plays, you know, plays a little bit bigger than his frame, similar to Josh Downs, where it's like, yeah, okay, his helmet or higher. I'm not going to. I may be 5'11", but I'm going to attack this football. And he does a good job of that as well. Am I saying you're going to throw a lot of 50-50 contested catch balls to him? No, I wouldn't say that's the best way to optimize his skill set. But I will say that this, he is a guy that deserves more more love in this class. And I get in the, I think the reason why he's a diamond in the rough right now is because this, this wide receiver class is loaded, right? We, we did there, I think Matt Miller from ESPN recently did a mock draft. And like he had like eight or nine receivers in the first round or something crazy like that. Like I, I, I could see 12 receivers off the board by the midway point of the second round of April's 2024 NFL draft. I 100% can see that. And that's why... <clears throat> A guy like Jacob Cowing, right? That's why he's going to fall under the radar. Why? Because there's so many other rod receivers you have. And it's just, it's guys, it's like walking into an ice cream parlor and you got all the flavors you want, okay? Okay. You got all the different assortments uh, and variety of flavors, and it does not matter. That's what you have in this 2024 NFL draft class from terms of wide receivers. And when you think about all the big bodies, the 6'2, 6'3, 6'4, 6'5, even 6'7, when you think about 
um, you know, uh, the young man from Florida State, Johnny Wilson. You have 200 pounds, 225 pounds, 210. You got 180, 190, 175. You're going to have different variations of speed and a variety of speed threats, okay? You're going to have so, – so he's not going to check some of the boxes, the arm length, the, 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 the height, right, the weight for some of these archaic models that teams use, right? Pay attention to those teams who draft like that and just pay attention to the success they have. Not all of them have the success. Sometimes you just got to draft good players, right? and have chill vibes, okay? But you need to do those things. So so when I look at it like this, guys, it's very simple. Jacob Cowan brings yards after the catch, quick twist route running, dynamic ability, explosiveness in open field, but he also brings a guy that you can stretch the field with from the slot position, and you get that mismatch, okay? Linebackers, not, not many linebackers are going to run stride for stride with this young man. That's just the God's honest truth. So when you talk about the number one diamonds on the rough for this episode for me, it's Jacob Cowan, wide receiver for those Arizona Wildcats. I can't wait to see him down in Mobile because he's got a chance, right? We saw Jaden Reed. We've seen Tank Dell. We've seen Puka Nakua. We've seen Christian Watson. We've seen uh, Dontavion Wicks. The list goes on over the last two years of guys that went down and went to the senior bowl, balled out in practice, and made themselves some money at the wide receiver position. And I think Jacob Cowing is the next one lined up with the opportunity to do so. So guys, listen, but now no, we, we're going to switch this thing up a little bit. We're going from the wide receivers and the small 5'11", you know, 175 pounds to a 6'5", 290 pound long arm power rusher on the defensive line that has alignment versatility for those Wisconsin Badgers, James Thompson Jr. We're going to get into his game and what he brings coming up next. If you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Guys, LinkedIn is not just another job board, okay? LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. This is what I love, man. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources that they'd like to be able to hire when and how they feel. Thankfully for LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Wisconsin Badgers defensive lineman James Thompson Jr. listed as six foot five, 288 to 290 pounds. This young man plays a lot of football along the defensive line. He's very alignment versatile in terms of can he play? He'll line up at zero tech. You'll see him at some one where he's lined up in the A gap right there on the shoulder of the center. He'll play uh, some two eye, he'll play three tech and even kick out to defensive end and play five tech as well. And I, what I really appreciated when I watched this game is, yeah, no, he looks to the legitimate 6'5", 290. And I would, be, I would not be shocked if his arm or wingspan, his arm length, if his wingspan is like north of 80, but if he has like a 30, uh, you know, like a 35 inch, you know, in terms of arms when they measure them, right? I would not be surprised at that at all because you see the power, but you see the arm length when he's able to stack or shock 
stack and shed guys. When he locks out his arms, he creates separation between him and the offensive lineman, right? Which allows him then to kind of the the, the I mean, if you've ever been to a practice, you see defensive linemen where they get their hands in on on you know what I mean on on the uh, dummies. They stack, peak, shed, right? You find the little you look you you stack. Right. You peek and locate the football and then you shed. He does a good job of that. But he also has the power to drive offensive linemen back to a couple steps, two to three steps into the backfield. And as a former running back, that's something that you hate to see when you taking the handoff and your guard is now retreating because he's getting driven back. But also you see some upside as a passer. Yes. On the season, when you look at the numbers, only 12 uh, true hurries, uh, two QB hits and four sacks on the season. He has 20 run stops. So he's very good in the run game uh, and, and being able to stop the the stop any type of movement. He's not going to get displaced easy, okay? Now, he's not 305, 310 pounds, right? So is he an ideal candidate to play that one and two eye in the NFL? Not full time, right? And that's something that, you know, even looking, you know, what they do with him, he's, they use him more on rushdowns this season, uh, Wisconsin did, which is kind of, which was a little different. I didn't expect it. They used him more in the uh, passing uh, and on the on the pass rush downs, right, the third downs and stuff like that, they used them more in that department. Two hundred thirty five snaps on, as a pass rusher, um, only one hundred sixty one snaps running the football. Now, some that could be could uh, you know could have been the fact that you got Washington State, right, where you have to focus more on the pass than the run. Okay, Illinois is a little different. Ohio State, you know, what I mean, like stuff like that. And then you think about Nebraska, try to pad they, they try to be discipline and play you know uh kind of complimentary football uh but but still yeah man you deal with some teams that will throw the football right simple as that and well, then they have some big they have big body guys like you know north of 300 pounds whereas like he doesn't have to to play 50 45 snaps a game they had a good defensive line rotation the badgers had but when i look at james thompson jr what he's going to bring to your team is simple man strength length power, versatility, a guy that, you know, seems very coachable. He has a hot motor. His effort is not something you can talk up and that you can coach up. You know what I mean? You can't charge him up. It's as hard as a coach to get guys to play full speed until the whistle. But James Thompson Jr. is going to do that. Now, is he going to be a guy that's going to have eight to ten sacks a season? Maybe not, right? I, I do think I would like to see him improve his um, hand counters, right? With his arm length and wingspan at his disposal and being an advantage for him a lot of times, I think he gets off the ball quick, um, you know, for a near 300-pound man. But I would like to see just some, some little bit more nuance as a pass rush, a double hand swipe, you know what I mean, stab with the long arm over, different things like that, the push-pull technique, kind of the, the, the defensive lineman's version of the snatch trap and a lot of times. Uh, where you put that offensive lineman on their face and use their um, their inability to run their feet in 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 uh, blocking sequences against them. So and when I look at it, and, and like I said, I'm just being honest with it. I really like his game. I, and he's a guy that to me, a lot of people aren't talking about. A lot of people aren't talking about guys, but I think a lot of people should talk more about him because guys like this matter in the NFL, right? You think about okay, if you want to get you say, okay, what does it look like in terms of putting him on pass rush situations, DP? Well, how, how can I get him into the, in, into the into my NFL defense and I get the best out of him? Okay, well, you got 
you have more athletic speed rushers that you can play on the outside, right? You you slide him in at three tech, in my opinion. You slide him in at three tech, and you let that power, you let that 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 arm length, you let that that get off and ability. And I think he's a he's not a I wouldn't call him a heavyweight puncher, right? But I think he has strong heavy hands where when he does land his punches, he can generate enough jolt of, of energy and power and knockback power to where the offensive linemen feel it. So he's a guy that you kind of tell you, you kind of want to tell your interior offensive lineman, hey, hands need to be high and tight, baby. Do not have your hands wide because if he gets his hands latched on the chest plate, on the interior, right, right there into the chest, if you don't protect your chest, you leave it exposed, and he gets his hands latched, he's going to control you. He's going to move you out the way. He's going to displace you to get into the backfield. He's a guy that I think can just kind of slice and shoot gaps and do a lot of different things for, for a defense, especially on rundowns. But I do see some upside with him as a pass rusher because he is, uh, like I said, he has the physical tools to do it. Uh, you just got to see where he can get to and how quickly he can win one-on-one at the next level. Isolate him. You got to see it in camp. But this is a guy I like, guys. I, I watch this tape, man, doing uh, film uh, you know, film clip cut-ups, and I'm just like, man, this this guy has some impressive moments on tape. He's, like I said, he's not going to be the most twitched-up, explosive. No, he's not going to do a lot. He's not going to have all of those things, right? But at the same time, man, I think he is a really underrated player and defender. In this, in this, in this 2024 NFL draft class, and the crazy thing about it to me is that with the interior D line, I think it's a, I think it's a good group. Honestly, I do think it's a good group. But this is a young man. I think that actually could make some, some, some money. I think we, he goes full fifth round. You're thinking to yourself, two years, you know, into it, and you're like, man, hmm, this guy does some things, and he's a good player for us, and he's averaging four to five and a half sacks a year, and that is good from an interior defensive line or kind of, I think he, and also from a scheme standpoint, if you play him in the, in the even front for uh four down lineman, I think he can play that. I think he can play defensive end on rundowns. And like I say, reduce inside to that three tech and rush um, over the guard. But if you play him more of an odd front, I think he plays that. I think he play at five tech three, uh, three, four defensive end very well and gives you some of that as well. So like I said, good, good quickness, good, just physical tools, Guy that you got to keep your eyes on because I'm excited about him and I'm going to talk about him more and more as we get closer to the 2024 NFL draft. But guys, I got to close this thing up with another pass catcher tight end from Colorado State. If you watched, the, if you were like me and you stayed up to like two, three o'clock in the morning, that, you know, that Saturday, you know what Saturday I'm talking about. Shador Sanders, Coach Prime, Colorado versus Colorado State. You saw this tight end, Dalen um, Holker, have himself a Day. So we're going to talk about the Colorado State tight end who's going to the Shrine Bowl coming up next. As the weather continues to get colder, guys, the NFL offer stays hot on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 back in bonus bets for new customers with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins guys so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel first things first why are you thinking huh let's stop thinking let's put some action to it let's put some back into it and let's do it first of all but secondly there's no better time or place to get in on the action anyway right the app is super easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over-unders 
over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNFL and kick off or continue to kick off the NFL season. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to continue to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Let's bring this thing home, ladies and gentlemen and family. Again, Colorado State tight end, Dalen Holker, right? I'm printing Dalen, Dalen, Holker. Uh, listed at six foot five, 235 pounds. And for some reference, rookie tight end for the Detroit Lions out of Iowa, Sam Laporta is listed at six foot three, 245 pounds. So just a little bit of context in terms of size. So, but when you look at Mr. Holker, man, like this, this young man, like I said, you go back to that Colorado game, right? Colorado State, Colorado, I think it went in overtime, double overtime. This guy in that game, right? That was his kind of breaking out party, his coming out party to the national media and to the national, national and casual fans of college football and the NFL draft. He was targeted 10 times in that game. He had six uh, receptions for 106 yards, two touchdowns. So he averaged close to 18 yards per catch. This is a guy that, like, he. He plays in line, but he's going to be more of, to me, in terms of NFL projection, I project him to be more of a tight end, too, where, like, now don't get me wrong. I think that he, he could be a tight end. You know, a, a, it depends, right? Like a, a low, low, you know, not a high-end tight end one, but a, a kind of a, a good starting caliber tight end, right, where he does a lot of different things. He plays in line. He'll line up in the slot. He'll go out wide, and he's got a good athleticism. I think he's an older prospect, 23, 24, or somewhere in there, so you kind of have to worry about that, right? So is he, you ask the question, is he capped in terms of his potential and his ceiling? And even so, I think he he's a guy that, you know, averages – on the season, right? You know, he almost he almost 380 yards um, after the catch, right? You know, Yak, he averaged uh, 5.9, basically six yards per catch in yards after the catch, right? So he shows that he is a good Yak op- option for your team and your passing offense, right? Strong-handed, good speed in the open field. He can work the seams, work the over routes. And you think about, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think to my, you know, off, off the top of my head, I'm going to look it up while, while as we uh, continue to discuss this young man. But I think he reminds me, uh, build wise, right? You uh, of Dawson Knox, if I remember, you know, the Buffalo Bills tight end, but the Dawson's a little bit heavier, you know. Dawson's just at 250, I believe, 254, but 6'4, 254. So he's an inch shorter, you know, if the 6'5 is legit, but he's about 20 pounds heavier. But still, like, you're a good athlete, a guy that you can put in uh, in a slot, put in tight bunch situations and bunch sets. He could be the point of the bunch set and really get him matched up against even some nickel corners because he is a big uh, a bigger body. And like I said, 6'5", almost 230. He's about 235, almost 240. So height. Build. He's got a compact frame. He's strong, right? Strong, uh, strong-handed as well. I think there was a play in that game where he caught a quick, shallow cross, and he actually fought through a tackle. And then you saw the open field speed where he then took it the rest of the way for the touchdown for a house call and everything. I think it was like from you know maybe a 
30 yard. It wasn't a 60 or 70 yarder, but still he has good speed in my opinion in the open field once he opens that stride and the big boy could put, put him, pick him up and put him down. And I think for me also you can put the ball in the air and and, and give him a chance, uh, you know, especially in the red zone. I think he's a good red zone option, good red zone threat with at 6'5", uh, with his arm length and his body type to be able to box guys out, play for position, right? And he's got good body control for the most part as well. So you think about putting him as a tight end too, maybe tight end three early in his career, and you say, man, this is what I want to do with him. I want to put him in advantageous opportunities. He can come in as a flex tight end for you, right? He may not be the traditional Y or, or the, the traditional tight end where he's lined up into the in, in line 70% of his snaps. No, that may not be his game, right? But you think about having a move tight tight end where if you have a George Kittle, right, and you bring him, you know, you're the San Francisco 49ers or something like that. You think about that, right, where George Kittle's lined up uh, and you could come out in 12 personnel, okay, and now George Kittle's in line. He can be in line, walk him, you know, know, before the snap, step him off into the kind of an H-back role. He can can kind of slice block in terms of the the split zone action, split slow, split zone and split flow action that, that teams run a lot of times, like split inside zone, things of that nature, right? Um, so you you think about that, right? The split duo and everything. And it's like, man, I like what we have here. So I think that he can bring that to the table as well. But again, what it really is going to boil down to is just how you want to use him, where where you want to place him. But I think he's a he's a flex tight end. He detaches well from the line of scrimmage, and you just feel comfortable with this young man, truthfully, in my opinion, guys, you feel comfortable and you like what you see with him. Um, Like I said, is his his ceiling going to be capped? Is he going to be a top five, top 10 tight end? I can't say that, guys. I will not sit here and pound the table for that. What I will say is I think he's a starting caliber tight end. I do think he's a tight end two, uh, at worst tight end three uh, for teams that uh, uh, deploy multiple tight ends. But I also think that this guy is a quality or a, a quality starting caliber tight end that can get you good production if given the, the correct amount of volume in the passing game. But I like Dalen Hoker. I think he's a baller. I think he can make some things happen. So keep your eyes on one of my, another one of mine, my, my final diamond in the rough for this week's episode, guys. But listen, who do we talk about? Tight end Dallin, uh, Dallin Hoker, Dalen Hoker. Sorry if I'm butchering his name. I can't remember exactly how to say it. I think it's Dallin. So Dallin Hoker. That's what we're going to go with. And I'm going to look it up after the show. Dallin Hoker, tight end from Colorado State. We have defensive lineman James Thompson Jr. from the University of Wisconsin and Arizona Wildcat wide receiver Jacob Cowing, one of my favorite uh, diamonds in the rough. Then all you got to do is pull. Hey, listen, you locate them, you go ahead and pull them out, clean them up, and put them into, into your team, but insert them into your team and watch them shine, man. But, guys, that's our show. Uh, thank you all so much for tapping in and making Locked on NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. Of course, tomorrow, Keith, will be back with your boy. We'll be getting into the NFL action, right, talking about rookie report talking about game ball and having an NFL draft storyline. So what are some storylines that's hovering right now? We'll have all that on tomorrow's show. So listen, as always, all right, I'm Damian Parsha. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. Listen, hopefully you like what you heard here. Like, comment, subscribe, and hit the bell notification as well, okay? So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.